0: Kick back and relax with Mark and Carol, as they describe Beverly Hills 90210. So as you can see, this is a brand new thing. But also sort of an old thing, Carol and I have decided to spin off the 90210 series and do its own series itself, which will come out every Monday, as you can see. We don't have openings for this, because these were originally part of the original episodes that we did of Massive Late Fee. So, this is a brand new opening, welcoming you to the show. Enjoy this episode of... 90210. All right. So now, Carol, why don't you explain to the people what happened on Beverly Hills 90210 this week?
1: Okay. So this was a very parent heavy episode. I it mean, was, there was yeah. literally almost nothing going on with the kids in the show. Um,
0: the barest whisper of a plot for them.
1: Right. Because um, their mom. Ran into her ex boyfriend. Is her name Cindy? Yes.
0: I always want to call her Carol, but the, the be, actress's like your name, name is Carol. Yeah, the actress's name is Carol Potter, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so her name is Cindy, and, and he's the dad's Jim. Jim. Yeah. So yeah, Cindy runs into her her ex boyfriend. What did what did you think of uh, of him?
1: He was a nice looking older guy. Yeah, he, he's one of those
0: guys that. Didn't get better looking with age, but didn't get ugly with age. You know, you could tell he was probably better looking when he was younger. Right. You know, there's some guys like, I don't know, like Harrison Ford or Tom Selleck. I think Tom Selleck maybe especially that get that got better looking as they got into their oh, middle really? age. Oh, really? Yeah, don't you think?
1: I do. I just find it interesting that you also find Tom Selleck so attractive.
0: I mean, I can appreciate uh, a good looking guy. Can you now? Yeah, I'm not bi
1: curious. <laughs> sure? That's what you're getting at. <laughs> so yeah, okay. It's kind of creepy how she runs into him too. She's picking out flowers. I guess we we figured out what her job is. Um, that she's a landscape designer. Yeah. And topiary. So, yeah. And um. And by the way, the lady that Jim hired to be, I think, their cook and housekeeper. I wasn't that her. Yeah. And then she introduces her as her assistant. So she, it's kind of like it's like she went from being a stay-at-home mom with a with a cook housekeeper to being a career woman with an assistant. And I don't know when or how that happened.
0: Never explained. Yeah. They, they did not explain that in any way. <laughs> she just all of a sudden she had a job, and she hired her as an assistant. So yeah.
1: Yeah, but so they're at like a nursery picking out plants for some job that she's doing. And this creepy guy is staring at them through a wall of plants and taking her picture.
0: Yeah, specifically her picture. Yeah. As we find out later, very close up, too.
1: Yeah. So she notices, and she, and uh, or I think actually it was her assistant pointed him out, and she's like, oh my gosh, the freak's around here, and then starts to leave, and then he's like, oh, hey. So, or no, she recognized him? I don't remember how it went exactly. No, he but. said
0: he said her name. Yeah. And I have a conspiracy theory on this, by the way.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Because his cover story was he claimed that he knew the guy that owned the place and he was doing him a favor by doing some shots for the cover of his pamphlet or, or whatever for advertisement type stuff, right? Right. Later, though, we see that the pictures he took are of her face very close up with only a little greenery around her. So he obviously recognized her at least from photo one. He also says later that he reads the the student newspaper and everything, the mm-hmm. alumni newspaper, right? Like who does that? So my thought process is he heard from the student or the alumni newspaper that they had moved out here to Beverly Hills. And he was there in California. So he decided, I'm going to track her down and then just bump into her, quote unquote.
1: Ooh, so you think he was stalking her?
0: Yes, that's what I think was happening.
1: I think that's a, a pretty good possibility based on how this episode goes. Mm-hmm. So she invites him to dinner. Yeah. Like. It seems, like, unnecessarily torturous. Like, you don't even know right away, either, that they were dating until, like, this dinner scene's already happening.
0: Yeah, I sort of suspected it, though. Right. But it's... At the beginning, too, we also see some strains in the marriage. Yes. Because it's their anniversary.
1: Yeah, that's how the episode started.
0: Yeah, it's their anniversary, and they they went out... To eat, I guess, for their anniversary. At some,
1: you know, hit place that, you know, he said it takes forever to get in there. And, you know, he got them the reservation, but then they still had to wait, like, a couple hours, I guess, to eat. And
0: she's complaining as
1: usual. She is, yeah, she is a giant complainer. Like, the whole episode, I was just like, oh, I don't like her. hmm The whole, I mean, the whole episode, she's, like, complaining about him, complaining about where they live, complaining about her life. Like, get over it. Do something. At least she has a job now. Maybe that'll help.
0: Well, we'll see. This episode wasn't a great indication of whether or not it would help. Right. But, yeah, so he, they, she talks about how long it took the food to get there. And, you know, he says that, or she says, she says that she understands why everyone's so thin there. Right. <laughs> because they have to wait so long for their food and then their appetite's gone. Which I don't find if you if you if you're hungry and you don't eat for a long time, your appetite just goes away. I mean, I
1: guess the, she means the weight of the restaurant is like makes you disgusted.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's possible.
1: But yeah, so she's complaining about that. Then um, they're getting ready for bed, and he has to work. And she's like, "Now m- remember, the man is an accountant, and I'm assuming this is tax season."
0: Everything he said indicates that it probably is tax season, yes.
1: And he's like, yeah, I've got, like, another hour of work to do, whatever. And she's like, aren't you coming to bed, kind of thing. So, you know, it seems like they're going to, like, you know, get it on. hmm And so they're laying in bed, and it, by her prompting, they're laying in bed. And he makes a move, and then she's like, well, aren't we going to talk a little first? Like, seriously, Cindy?
0: Well, yeah, it's funny, because they're both... I think they're both kind of at fault here, and I guess that's probably... The point that they're trying to make, because he makes a move. She says, let's talk first. I need some intimacy, all this kind of stuff.
1: Didn't they just go out to dinner? How long much talking does she need?
0: That's I mean, that is that's a very good point. But then when she says that, he says that he's got some more work to do and he'll go downstairs so he doesn't disturb her.
1: Which, yeah, like it's like he completely ignored what she actually said. And was just like, well, I'm out then.
0: Yeah, it was, I, I guess maybe he felt like he was being rejected, but that's not really what she was doing. I, I don't know if if it was that or if he just said to himself, well, I got this work to do. I don't have time to, right. <laughs> to really go into the full moves and intimacy and do it, and then work. So I'm just gonna go work.
1: Yeah, you know, they spent their whole anniversary waiting to be seated. Apparently, so he didn't have any more time for her. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, the, like, that's a good point from you. What what better way to pass the time than sexy talk or, or whatever? You know, yeah, on, they should on have gone university. and made out in the
1: car while they were waiting for a table.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, they did not take apparent advantage of their time to make out and talk, mm-hmm. um, and now nobody's getting any. Mm-hmm. So, the next day is when she runs into this ex and invites him over for dinner. Yep. So weird. You don't invite your ex home to dinner with your family, right? It, like it that, is. It is odd. How would you feel if I had an ex that I ran into and brought them home for dinner with our family, if we had one?
0: It would be awkward. I mean, they, Jim and this dude did know each other. They worked on the student paper together in college. So you know, there's, there's that aspect of it, of to of it. So say, you know, you invited over, you know, somebody like Steve for, for dinner and, you know, I kind of know him a little bit as well. That might not be as awkward, I guess.
1: Okay. I was just wondering what your take on that was. Cause like me, I'm so jealous. I think that I would, um, tear their eyes out.
0: But but you're not also you you also don't have a previous relationship with anyone I dated before really. I mean, maybe one or two of the the girls in school, but nobody that I dated for a long time.
1: You how, know. How, how long of a time really have you dated anyone but me? Come on.
0: Like 6 months?
1: Okay. Anyway. That's a long time. Okay. Um so they're they're sitting out by the fire. The kids are sitting on the floor. Mhm. And, you know, they're everybody sitting together talking, BSing. They're on the couch
0: together. The the ex and the wife are on the couch together, and Jim's in a chair on the Yeah, that's the very side.
1: weird. I You know, I didn't really think about that until later when they're on the couch by themselves and no one else is in the room. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And um, we find out that Jim actually stole her from this other guy, though.
0: Yes, that he he introduced them and i mean did he really steal her i'm not sure exactly they don't they don't really go into what happened they basically just said or he says that he introduced her to jim and that was kind of it, kind of kind of thing
1: right and um you know i mean it is mentioned later that like they they couldn't have been that serious cuz they never slept together
0: right yeah that is mentioned later as well
1: but um so Jim's like, okay, I've got work to do. And the kids are like, oh, we've got to get up early. And they just leave them alone in a room with a roaring fire sitting next to each other on the couch. Yeah. Like, I would not do that. I don't care how much work I had to do. I'd be like, hey, it's getting late. Can I show you to the door? I would not leave you alone in that situation.
0: So Jim's in bed rolling around. Goes, goes to, goes to, like, put his arm out for, for Cindy. She's not there. Um, so he goes down the stairs and sees that they're still sitting there together on the couch talking.
1: Yeah, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning or something, as is mentioned by her children who are aware of this as well. So yeah. And that when they're talking, the ex, what the hell was his name? I want to say Simon? I don't know.
0: I don't remember. No, Simon was the guy in the movie. Oh, that yeah, watched, you're
1: right.
0: <laughs> which sort of parallels yeah. what, what he's doing.
1: So, okay, whatever X guy's name is um, says to her, I'm going to show you my um, LA mm-hmm. and and you're going to love it. Yeah. I'm going to make you fall in love with it. So, you know, she's always complaining about how much she's unhappy there and doesn't like it. And for him to say that to her is kind of, and Jim hears it and sees it in the way that I mean, they're very intimate on the couch. Yeah. After she just said she needs talking and intimacy, he sees that happening.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even put that together, but you're right. That's true.
1: And he just walks back upstairs. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't interrupt them. Like, I, I don't know what's up with him.
0: He, he very much, like I said when we were watching this episode, there's two ways you can handle this situation. You can either fight for your woman, basically, for lack of a better term, or you can just give up. And it seems like throughout most of the episode that he's picking the give up route. Yeah. That he just sees what's going on and he's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it.
1: I'm just too busy to worry about it, so we'll let it happen. Yeah,
0: it's a really weird, that's a really weird attitude to have.
1: Right. Like, do you not love this woman anymore? I I don't know. So, what was going on with the kids was that Brenda and Brandon were invited to be involved in a twin study. Mm-hmm. It was a really weird background thing going on that didn't have much to do with anything, didn't really add to the plot that much. It was just a, a place where they would be away from the adults to talk, I guess. That that was really the
0: Yeah, I kept thinking because they're in this study with uh two other with another set of twins that are identical twins. And obviously they're they're fraternal twins because they're they're different sexes. So I kept thinking that something was going to happen. Right. That it was either going to be they were going to get annoyed because these other twins were better than them and maybe the study was to find to to just, to kind of examine that psychological breakdown of not being a true twin quote unquote or something like that or there was going to be some other bigger meaning but there wasn't.
1: Yeah. No. It
0: was just Do these exercises as twins. See if you can read each other's minds and know what card the other one has in their hand. Which, by the way, that's complete bullshit. I I know that every once in a while there will be a thing where someone will say, like he said in the episode, I had a really bad stomach pain. We were separated at birth. Apparently these twins were separated at birth. I had a really bad stomach pain on this day at this time. And later, when we met, I found out that my twin was about to have an appendicitis and, and had to get his appendix taken out. I guess I've heard of stuff like that before, but what I've never heard of is a twin holding a card <laughs> secretly and the other twin being able to say, oh, that's the Queen of Spades. Yeah, Of I mean, course. They,
1: they could use that to cheat on, like, a lot of things.
0: Oh, for sure. And that's more than twins cheat normally anyway. You know how... Twins will always, you know, swap each other out and have sex, oh, that's with, gross. Have sex with each other's wives and that's stuff.
1: gross. I'm sure they don't do that's that. That's
0: why I would never marry a twin, because I'm afraid of that.
1: So, if I had a twin, you wouldn't think it was, like, hot to be able to have sex with two people that look like me?
0: <laughs> we talked about this last week. We did? Yeah.
1: We had this conversation last week.
0: Three ways with twins? It's On gross. On the show? Yeah.
1: What is wrong with us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember I, I mentioned that I can't remember what it was, but what the oh, situation was we, we were was. talking
1: about we were talking about with um not with twins, it was just with like sisters.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, sisters. I think I said twin sisters though. But you know, and I said, Oh incest. So no, I, if you had a twin I would not do that.
1: Okay.
0: I wouldn't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I know. That is gross. So, okay, so they're, you know, doing now, their your friends. hey it's a different story hey now (laughs) not on the show
0: well no we're not gonna do it on the show
1: we're not even gonna talk about it on the show okay all right and we're not gonna do it at all
0: we'll negotiate it later
1: whatever um (laughs) you're gonna be right into one of those lonely heart things pretty soon oh you think so yeah and you're not gonna be looking for a third person you're looking for a person assalamualaikum because you're gonna be lonely
0: I could do like that guy did in Soul Man and take the that ultra tanning cream and just overdose on it and dye my skin uh, black and then uh, meet up with that minister and start a new nation.
1: What is wrong with you? I don't
0: know. Okay. What's wrong with you? You're dating me.
1: I, I don't know. I, I might have to reconsider that. Um. Anyway, back to 90210.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Get back So to where we once belonged. I,
1: so Cindy is now the next day out with this guy Mm -hmm. and he's showing her all around now how weird is it that they were up apparently till three in the morning talking right and then they're out together in the daylight like driving around like having a day-long tour
0: it is weird but yeah he said that he was gonna show her his LA
1: yeah so yeah so he takes her you know around to different like artsy fartsy places and um, then he invites her to his art show.
0: Yeah, his grand opening or whatever. I don't know.
1: Or, yeah, was it a grand opening for a gallery or was it an art show? I don't know.
0: He wants to get into her grand opening. I know right. that.
1: So, and then he's, uh, she brings her kids there and then he's talking about wanting to, like, photo oh, shoot them. Or... and
0: she invites Jim.
1: Yeah, she invited Jim and Jim didn't come, which was a big mistake on Jim's part. Yeah,
0: Jim couldn't go.
1: Jim needs to wake up and smell the coffee. You can't, I mean, you cannot just stand idly by, and I mean, stuff like that, when somebody's looking for an excuse, that's going to be the excuse. Well, you were too busy, so, and it's not, that's not an excuse. That's her husband.
0: Yeah, I agree that that he, she shouldn't be putting herself in the situation that she puts herself in, but she does.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, it's kind of funny, like, and like I said to you, I, I she really does need to get some new clothes. She does not look L.A.
0: She no. walks into
1: this gallery. Not only this, does
0: she not look L.A., she just doesn't look good at all.
1: Right. But, I mean, she walks into this art gallery. There's all these, like, fancy people. Like, Kelly looks amazing. I love her outfit. Mm-hmm. And um, she's wearing, you know, a very church dress, Midwestern-y looking outfit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she just sticks out like a sore thumb. And she looked kind of sad. She was kind of standing by herself. And I thought what was going to happen was he was going to ignore her. And that she was going to feel, like, bad about herself and be like, I want to go back to home. Oh, that was something we didn't talk about either. (laughs) In the very, very beginning, too, she's like, this is the first anniversary we've had away from home in 17 years. Yeah. And he's like, "Um, this is our home now. Right. Like, yeah, get over it, Cindy. Anyway. When um the artist guy decides to take a break though, he takes her outside with him. Yep. And proceeds to kiss her.
0: Oh yeah. And it was it was definitely a mutual kiss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um he's an asshole and she is a little horny, I don't know. I, I want to smack her in the face. I mean, she didn't resist in any way.
0: No, no, no. She did I guess she did pull back at one point. But what 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 kept pissing me off about this episode is every time that they were together and their physical relationship escalated, they went to commercial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Instead of resolving that, they were just like, it all happens off screen.
1: Right. So, yeah, we don't know how long they made out for. No. We know they were outside for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. According to Brenda, yes.
1: So we can assume they made out for the whole 20 minutes. I I don't, though. I think they had to have talked about it. Wouldn't you think?
0: I would think so, at least a little bit.
1: But we have no idea. So, yeah, um, Brenda and Kelly are talking about, you know, what Brenda's, you know, suspicions that mom's cheating. And, you know, she says, like, what's it like to be a divorced kid? And this was, I thought, pretty, pretty poignant when she said, well, your parents get these new lives and you're just an old byproduct.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, I mean, that was kind of sad. I I don't know because my mom's actually widowed, but um, yeah. Um,
0: way to bring it down. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but yeah. So they so basically Brenda's Brenda wants to stop this. Brandon doesn't want to talk about it. Brandon wants to ignore what's happening.
1: Yeah, he's like weird about it too. Like the guys in this episode are just weird.
0: And Brenda wants to get involved, so they end up making a. Anniversary, like a belated anniversary dinner for them. And they, for, at first, they just sit there and don't talk to each other at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. And um, then when they do talk, they end up fighting. Mm-hmm. And for some stupid reason, she runs off to the guy's apartment instead of, you know, I don't know, calling a friend. I guess she doesn't have any. Yeah. That's that's part of the problem here, too.
0: Yeah, what happens when she goes to the guy's apartment? I remember they start talking about what's going on between the two of them, but I don't remember what happens. I, they don't sleep together.
1: No, no, no. They didn't sleep together. Um,
0: I think they kissed again.
1: They kiss again, and then she, like, freaks out. She She pushes him away, and she's like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. And runs out.
0: Yeah, she does. And Brenda and Brandon who are supposed to be going there to get their photos taken as twins, whatever. They see her, Mm -hmm. and that's when they realize that they think she's having an affair.
1: Yeah, they see her running out of the house into the car. She doesn't know she's been seen. But in the morning at breakfast, again, they're talking about losing the appetite. Mm -hmm. They give her the biggest guilt trip and like, oh, we've lost our appetite, we don't want breakfast. Yeah. And like, without actually saying anything. Yeah. And um, Jim... Says to her that, you know, he loves her very, very much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seems odd. Like, the whole... I mean, the whole thing seems odd. Like he knows... Like, they had a big fight.
0: He knows what's going on.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, he does. But they had a big fight. They didn't resolve anything. And then he's just like, I don't know what's going on, but I love you very, very much. Yeah. So, then she feels bad and cries and stuff.
0: Yeah, so then Jim goes to see the ex-boyfriend. <laughs>
1: Yeah, finally decides to do something.
0: And he says, you know, I see what's going on. Basically, he tells him, hey, if you've decided to grow up and get your own family, that's fine. But don't take mine. Right. Don't come around my wife. You know, don't uh, come around my family. You know, leave us alone, basically.
1: Yeah, and good for Jim. And he should have been saying that from, you know, the minute things started. Oh,
0: yeah, Jump straight,
1: And, um... Then, you know, Cindy also tells him that, you know, she's not interested. In-
0: yeah, because he shows up at the house. After Jim tells him not to be around his wife, he shows up at the house while Jim's at work. Yeah. Which I thought was going to be... It's so funny, too, because I think he was going there to make one last plea. That's my that's my feeling on everything. And she said that, you know, she loves her her... Her husband, she loves her family. She can't do this. And then he's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, me too. Like, basically. <laughs> and he's like, I had a visit today from my conscience. Right. Which is a weird thing to call Jim, I guess.
1: Yeah. And then on his way out, the kids are coming home from school or whatever. And he's like, you guys have a really great family. Oh, and he's taking off on some photo shoot. That was the thing, though. He did say he is taking off. So to maybe Canada, he had decided that. Maybe he's not, though. Oh, Maybe he's lying. Yeah. Yeah. He's going
0: to Canada to Canada to shoot what? Moose?
1: Know. Well, he worked for National Geographic.
0: I suppose. Yeah, he also won the Pulitzer Prize, we heard. And he talked about Tiananmen Square. like I guess intimating he's the guy that shot that picture of the guy standing up to the tank in Tiananmen Square, which obviously is a lie.
1: Right. So, I mean, maybe he didn't take the famous picture, though. Maybe he just took pictures.
0: Sure. He won Pulitzer Prize for the B-roll for the team <laughs> Tiananmen Square.
1: Okay, fine, stuff. whatever. So, yeah, then um, without, again, without ever actually talking about it, you know, uh, Cindy and the kids, like, make up. They hug, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you know, I love you guys, and they love her, and life's all happy because he's leaving.
0: And then Jim comes in.
1: And she goes to tell him. Which, you know, Mark was wondering through the whole episode, is she going to tell him? Is she going to tell him? Because I know you're the kind of person who wants to know everything. And I said, before yeah. this even came up, I said, some people don't need to know. He probably knows as much as he needs to. And that's exactly what he said to her. She said, some things happen, and he's like, do you love me? And she said, yeah, he's like, that's all I need to know.
0: Yeah, that would not be a satisfactory answer to me, though. <laughs> If if we were in this situation and you, I mean, I know we're never going to get married. You know, that you, you said that already. But. I
1: never said that we're never going to get married. I just said I thought we were a little young to talk about it.
0: But anyway, so the, the thing that can't be mentioned, marriage. Oh, shut up. Anyway, so if you came up to me and said some things happened. I'd want to know what you meant by that.
1: You'd want to know exactly everything. Where was the guy's hands and how long did it last and what did you say and what did his breath smell like? Yep.
0: (laughs) That's correct. I would.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Like I've told you, if you do something and you realize it's a stupid mistake, I don't want to know.
0: Okay. Well, like like I've said before, and so everyone out here in the audience knows now. I get one free one, no, so. you don't
1: get a free one. I said I don't <laughs> want to know. I did. I retract my statement of I would forgive you i wouldn't
0: but if no, if you don't know then there's nothing to there's nothing to forgive,
1: yeah, but I'm saying it would be a fucking gamble now, wouldn't it?
0: I guess I mean you know I could go to the next town over
1: and I could cut your dick off in your sleep. <laughs> do you think that's funny could you
0: imagine a woman being so angry that she would do that
1: um yeah
0: wow crazy
1: um you know there was a lady who set uh the bed on fire when you know oh yeah the,
0: the burning bed that's uh that's a farrah fawcett movie yeah i know that one
1: isn't that based on a true story
0: i don't know
1: i think it is
0: I'm not even sure. I just know the title of that movie. I'm not even sure if that's what that movie is about.
1: No, she was uh, being abused, and she set the bed on fire and killed her husband. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, sir.